Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome, everybody, to worship on this, the commemoration of the baptism of our Lord. For our friends who are worshiping online or on the radio, just a reminder that you can always go to the website of Chapel of the Cross, which is chapelofthecross.org. There you will find the, uh, the bulletin for this service under the resources tab, and there you will also find a place to give your offering or your tithes to the, to the Lord and his work here for, uh, at Chapel of the Cross. Uh, just a few announcements to share with you before we begin worship today. Uh, chapel member Kent Inman died in the Lord this past Tuesday. Graveside service with military honors will be held at 2.30 p.m. on Friday, January 13th at Jefferson Barracks National Cemetery. Uh, the funeral procession will gather at Barry Wilson Funeral Home in Maryville, Illinois uh, at 1.30 p.m. and then we will process to the cemetery. Uh, or you may meet, if you would like to come to that graveside service, you can meet us there at Jefferson Barracks at 2.30. Beginning this morning, we have added a Sunday morning Bible class. Pastor Glenn is leading a study on Luther's small catechism upstairs here in room A. Our other adult class meets downstairs in room 9, and that group is studying the weekly Bible reading. So you are invited and you are encouraged to attend one of those Bible classes. Uh, the year-end contribution statements are now available in the Commons area at the Welcome Center for you to pick up. They are in alphabetical order by last name there in a box. If you could find yours and take that home with you today, we would appreciate that. That saves the church a stamp. We need to mail these out since these are the year-end statements. Um, uh, so if you find yours and take that home, that's, that's great stewardship. So thank you for doing that. And thank you, too, for your good stewardship throughout this past year here at Chapel of the Cross. Also, a very big thank you for your continued giving toward the $111 for Missions Fund. That's that special uh, offering receptacle there you see as you come into church. The idea of that, if you remember, is to, is to give $1 each week for each person in our family, hence the 111 title. Uh, last year, over $3,200 was given in that little box back there. And those, those dollars, they all added up, and, and, and um, those, those monies are split between a specific mission of the English district and then the mission emphases of Chapel of the Cross. So thank you very much for your continued giving for, for Dollar for Missions. It really is kind of amazing how just a little bit goes an awful long way. And uh, walking together with the, in the Word weekly devotions, are, those are available for you again. That devotional resource guide, it, it helps you through the Bible readings for the upcoming week, for the upcoming Sunday. And the devotions provide um, printed Bible readings for the week. They have, there's a short devotion on the Gospel reading. There's some reflection questions there and a special page with family activities and discussion prompts. So I encourage you to pick up your January guide. They're in a stack there at the commons, in the commons area at the Welcome Center and take that home with you today. And we are blessed today to install our board of directors and our board of elders today. They will, that will take place a little later in the service. And we thank God for these men and for these women who have committed to serve our Lord and his people this upcoming year in these important positions. God's blessings to you as we worship together this morning. We stand and we share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn to Jordan's River. To Jordan's River came our Lord.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a troubled and penitent sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities with which I have offended you and for which I justly deserve your punishment. But I am sorry for them and repent of them and pray for your boundless mercy. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Forgive my sins Give me your Holy Spirit for the amendment of my sinful life and bring me to life everlasting. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you all your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen. with you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children and inheritors with him of everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
Old Testament reading is from the 42nd chapter of Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or become discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. This is what God the Lord says. He who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and all that comes out of it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. This is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. See the former things have taken place and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm of the day is Psalm 29, and we speak it responsibly. Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forests bare. And in his temple all cry, glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. The second reading is from the sixth chapter of Romans. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of a sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. 
Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated as we sing our hymn together.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for the sermon this morning is the, especially the first verse of that Old Testament reading from Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 42. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends. Brian Ruberry is finally having his moment. That 66-year-old former public relations agent started writing television scripts 40 years ago. But not one, not one single television script that he wrote over those many, many years and those many, many scripts, not one was ever accepted. But that all changed this past December when he wrote a script that, as Brian described, put the comedy back into romantic comedy that the Lifetime Network finally chose to purchase. He said this, It's been a long time coming for me, but it was worth the wait to be chosen. Last month, you might know, the Contemporary Baseball Era Players Committee unanimously chose Fred McGriff to be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, Fred, who incidentally is a former Chicago Cubs player, said this, he said, I've been totally blessed over the years. Being chosen is just icing on the cake, and for it to be unanimous, it's a beautiful thing to be chosen. Until early yesterday morning, no one had yet been chosen to be the Speaker of the House. And that was kind of a problem, wasn't it? Because without a Speaker, the House can't swear in its members, it can't give security clearances, it can't have any oversight being conducted, no payments for staff, no new laws considered. It's a big headache. But finally, after a week and after 15 rounds of voting, the Speaker of the House was chosen. Now, it's a great thing to be chosen, isn't it? You know, I can think of times when I've spoken with people who are being chosen. And I think especially when somebody is getting a job and somebody is being recruited or solicited for a job, being chosen for a job. And there's this twinkle in their eye and there's this spring in their step when that's going on. But people love to be chosen. You love to be chosen, right? I mean, just look at our gospel reading for today, Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. Jesus has just been baptized and he's stepping up out of that water of the Jordan River and there's this voice from his Father, God Almighty, speaking of Jesus. I mean, think of the feelings of Jesus Christ as a human being as his father says those three statements. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Can you imagine how Jesus felt at that moment? Chosen by God. I've seen something like that before, at least a little like that. Maybe you have too. I, I think of when a, a soldier comes home from being deployed, and his parents are talking about him. Maybe you've seen that. Maybe you've experienced that, actually, in your family. I've seen it because we've got some parents and some grandparents here at chapel who have kids who have come home from serving in the military. And it's always very special to me to see that, to see a, a dad or a mom or a grandparent talk about their son and their grandson as he's home. This is my son, and we love him. And we're so proud with him. We are well pleased. And how do you think that, that boy feels? Chosen. It's a wonderful thing. I believe that those moments in our lives 
really don't come often enough. You know, when, when we get it, when we say, oh, I'm, I'm chosen, beloved, set apart, loved by my Father, by my Heavenly Father. I, I, think, I think we know that we're chosen. And I think there's genuine joy in, in that God has chosen us. But you know, doesn't it happen sometimes with the delight of that choice that, that kind of just slips away over time? It's, it's kind of like what can happen in a marriage. I mean, you know how people are like when they, when they first get engaged, right? I mean, when they're chosen. Uh, there's a spring in the step then. There is a twinkle in their eye for sure. And, and an engaged young lady, for example, if somebody would happen to show a little interest in her who is not her fiancé, can you imagine somebody like that with a little smile on her face say, oh, no, I'm not interested because I'm taken. But... Maybe a few years later, some of that twinkle can go away and some of that spring in the step can be lost. And instead of saying, I'm taken, she might say, oh, I'm taken for granted. No, I'm, I'm taken, advantage of. And you see, some of that delight of being chosen can, can kind of dwindle over time. That, really, that's nothing new. I mean, that happened with God's choice, with Israel. Started way back in Genesis chapter 18. There's three men who came to visit Abraham and Sarah, remember? And Abraham and Sarah, they, they were old. They didn't have any children. They weren't planning on it because that was impossible, humanly speaking, for them. But these visitors said that by this time next year, Sarah will have a child. And Sarah hears that. Remember what she did? She, she just laughed. Because she can't believe it's true. She can't believe that she is God's chosen to have a child. But later, we hear how Abraham will become a great and powerful nation. And God says, all people on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen you, Abraham, God says. But over time, Abraham and God's children would lose the delight of being chosen. They would eventually be enslaved in Egypt, remember? And if there was any joy, boy, it went away when they were enslaved. That joy just dwindled to almost nothing. But then God delivered them, and they rejoiced again at being chosen by God. But then they wandered in that wilderness, and they lost that delight of being chosen again. But then God brought them into the promised land, and the joy of God's choice returned. But then living in the promised land was kind of hard, and so the joy again dwindled. I mean, you see how that goes. God's choice. And then life kind of happens. Does that sound familiar? I mean, the same thing happens to you and me. And I think I kind of know why. I think it's because of the, the joy bandits. You know about the joy bandits, don't you? Those bandits that kind of ride into your life and then just steal your joy. And they're everywhere, aren't they? Have they visited you lately? I mean, it can be just the drudgery of life. You know, things just get hard. And it's hard to think that I am God's choice and delight in that when life is just tough, when life feels like it's just a daily grind. And people, they can be joy bandits unfaithfulness and snide comments and gossip just sucking the joy out of our lives. 
Well, we can be our own joy bandits, kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. And those joy bandits are all over the place. They ride in, they steal our joy, even though you are God's chosen child. And sometimes I think we've got a tendency to think, well, I am God's chosen, but I've got a lot of joy bandits that visit me. And I've had so many trials and so many difficulties, so I have reason to be miserable. And we expect God to respond and say, you know what, you've got a point there. But is that the way the Bible talks? No, you don't see that in the Bible. You don't hear anything like that. What you hear over and over again is something like this. Yes, my life is miserable. I've got a lot of difficulties, and the joy bandits have visited me. But I am still God's choice. I am God's chosen child. What would it be like if we lived our lives realizing that those three words from Isaiah 42 describe you and me, my chosen one? Despite the joy bandits, we are God's chosen. Billy lived his life like that. Billy's story is told by Christian author Tony Campolo. When Tony was young, a young man, he was a camp counselor at a, at a Christian camp, and they had a, a junior high week at the camp. And as you might remember about junior high uh, kids, they sometimes can be kind of mean to one another. And, and that was the case at camp that week when Billy seemed to be the victim of it because Billy had cerebral palsy. And so Billy had some idiosyncrasies that the kids were not used to, I guess. He, he stuttered. His face would contort a little bit when he talked. His walk and his mannerisms were kind of stilted. And, and he would kind of shuffle his way through the camp. And the kids sometimes would follow after him and mimic him and laugh. And life had already been hard enough. And now this. And then one day, Billy was chosen. He was chosen to lead the camp's morning devotion. And Tony knew why. The campers in his cabin chose him to get up in front of everybody so they could laugh at him. And so when it was time for the devotion, Billy kind of slowly shuffled up to the podium. And he stood in front of that entire camp and he gave his devotion. Very brief. In his difficulty of speech and his stutter, he just said these words, I love Jesus. And Jesus loves me. That's it. And the entire camp was just quiet, not a peep, nobody laughing. Because you know what they were witnessing? Billy, despite the joy bandits, despite the difficulties of his life, he knew the truth of those three words, my chosen one. His whole life had been hard, and people were oh so cruel, but he was still God's child. He was still God's chosen one, and he knew it. And at that very moment when he was saying those words, I think if you listen carefully, couldn't you hear the Heavenly Father's voice from heaven? That's my son, whom I love. With Billy, I'm well pleased. The pride of the Heavenly Father loving his chosen child. 
And I guess, really, maybe all of that started with the Heavenly Father choosing his own son. This is my son, whom I love, the Father declared. With him I am well pleased. He chose that Jesus would be born. And he chose that he would live. And he chose that he would die. He chose when his own son cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He chose to be silent. Because in that moment, he chose you. And he chose me. Because of my son's death, God says, because of his forgiveness won on Calvary, I choose you. You are my son. You are my daughter whom I love. With you I am well pleased. You've heard it before, haven't you? I mean, right, right down here. Oh, we hear it every time there's a baptism at this baptismal font. God coming to his child. God coming to you. My son, my daughter, I love you. I am pleased to choose you. And don't you hear it up here at this communion rail? You I have chosen. I have chosen to love you. I have chosen to forgive you. I have chosen to give my grace to you. You are my chosen. Chosen. When's the last time that you fully realized and then lived in the delight that you are God's chosen child? Rejoice in that today. Because God in Christ has chosen you. You are chosen. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our common faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. You find that on page 8 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The congregation may be seated. This time I ask our board of directors and our board of elders to come forward for their installation.
dear brothers and sisters in Christ, St. Paul tells us in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives to everyone ability for particular service. The Spirit's presence is shown in some way in each person for the good of all. You all have been chosen to fill specific positions of responsibility in the congregation. As such, you are to work with me, the minister of word and sacrament, that our life together in Christ may be orderly and pleasing in his sight. You are to see that the services of God's house are held at their proper times, in accordance with the order of our church, that the word of God is purely preached and taught according to the Lutheran confessions, that the sacraments of Christ are administered according to his institution, that provision is made for the Christian instruction of young and old, that the erring are admonished, and that discipline is maintained. You are also to see that the temporal affairs of the congregation are properly administered, and that proper support is provided for the workers of this congregation. You are to assist in caring for the poor and the sick, in cultivating harmony among the members, in promoting the general welfare of the congregation, and in furthering the kingdom of Christ here and throughout the world. While holiness of life and work is the way of all who trust in Christ, it is especially important that you, as directors and as elders in his church, show yourselves by word and example to be patterns of good works and, and Christian devotion. In the presence of God and of this congregation, I therefore ask you, do you accept the tasks entrusted to you? And do you promise faithfully to carry out your duties, trusting in the Lord and conforming yourself to his word in accordance with the faith of the Evangelical Lutheran Church? If so, answer, I do. I do. I therefore place you as members of the Board of Directors and the Board of Elders of Chapel of the Cross Lutheran in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jim Koch, John Jordan, Alan Friend, Marty Albers, Gary Tim, Christy Bamer, Patrice Skellett, Tim Brown, Earl Went, John Schmidt, Steve Geis, Rich Langfeld, David Stalhut, Stan Schweedy, George Tomasi, Jerry Bowen, and Jim Crozier, Craig Schlickman, John Bellman, Paul Brammeyer, and Gene Widener. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we give thanks that you have raised up these servants for work among your people. We humbly implore you to grant them by your Holy Spirit those gifts which they will need for the faithful carrying out of their tasks, most especially wisdom, strength, and willing hearts. Let your blessing rest on this congregation, strengthen the faith, quicken the love, and enkindle the zeal of its members, that your name may be glorified, and that here and in all places under heaven the kingdom of your Son may be advanced. We remember with thanksgiving those who have faithfully served your people, who now retire from their time of service, and we pray that in the end of days, we, with all your faithful people, may hear the voice of Christ saying, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go then in the name of our Lord. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of our Lord, for your labor in the Lord is not in vain. The Almighty and most merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen.
we welcome and we thank and praise God for these wonderful servants of our Lord. You may be seated. We continue our worship by gathering our offering to the Lord. We stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. We give thanks that he suffered and died for our sins. And with joy, we celebrate his resurrection from the dead and ascension into heaven. We are grateful for the work of your Holy Spirit in us that brought us to faith through the water and word of baptism. You have been faithful in your covenant with us. We ask that you work in us to keep us faithful as well. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for your church. Bless the work of Matthew, our synodical president, Jameson, our district president, and other pastors and workers in the church. We also thank and praise you for those willing to serve you here at Chapel of the Cross on the Board of Directors and the Board of Elders. Strengthen them by your spirit and bless the work that they do. Lord, in your mercy, 
Hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for all the people of the world. Where there is war and conflict, grant peace. Where there is persecution and terrorism, grant comfort and hope. Where the gospel is being proclaimed, remove hindrances and obstacles. Where there is famine and shortages of the necessities of life, grant your provision and move your people to share with generosity the blessings that you have given. As we celebrate the gift and the sanctity of life this month, may we ever remember and be mindful of the love, the care, the mercy, and the grace that you as the giver of life share with us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for all who are in any need. Grant healing according to your goodwill to those who are ill or stricken with infirmity. And today we especially remember Megan Purcell, Cindy Vogelsang, and Ken Kreitner. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for all who are in any danger. Hold your hand of protection over those who serve in the armed forces of our nation. Keep them safe by your grace. Protect all who serve us in law enforcement, in firefighting, those who respond to medical emergencies, and all others who put their lives in danger to protect us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers of thanksgiving, O God, for the memory of those who have fought the good fight of faith and now rest from their labors. We ask for your comfort and peace be given especially to the family and loved ones of Ken Inman, who died in the Lord this past Tuesday. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For at his baptism, your voice from heaven revealed him as your beloved Son, and the Holy Spirit descended on him, confirming him to be the Christ. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, 
forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. We pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our closing hymn together, hymn number 596.